0: Luke chapter number two, we're going to finish our three-part series. This is lesson three uh, on Is Christ in Christmas? And uh, tonight's subtitle is A Truly Christian Christmas. Luke chapter two, beginning at verse number six. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, And wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for your word. God, I thank you because you came To save us, Lord. God, I pray that you would move in this sanctuary. Move, O God, and touch every heart and every life. God, I pray let the word be anointed. God, let our ears be anointed to receive it. I pray let the anointing of the Holy Ghost move here. In Jesus' name, and everybody said Amen. amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a good praise. And you can be seated tonight. Amen. So we, we have spent the last two weeks talking about the last two lessons that I've done, actually. actually that We've spent those two lessons talking about the roots of uh, the December celebration, Christmas, how the current holiday has come to be. We talked last week about the war on Christian, the open war by the enemies of religion, enemies of Christianity, and then the silent war that goes on within each of us to make sure that we prioritize. We know that it's almost an absolute certainty that Jesus was not born on December 25th, but we know that early Christians began celebrating his birth as a way to resist the advance of the Roman pagan holiday that was happening in the Roman Empire. We know that the world sees Christmas That what the world sees as Christmas is not a real reflection of how true Christians feel. Amen. We want to celebrate the birth of the Savior. And we want to bless our families. We want to enjoy the great things about Jesus' birth. But we also resist the things that are distractions from the true focus of the holiday. And that is that Jesus the Savior is was born. The birth of Jesus Christ was not random. It was the culmination of thousands of years of prophecies. There was no part of the process of God manifesting Himself in the flesh that was random at all. Before He could be born, He had to have a suitable mother to bring Him into the world. And so God sent an angel to Mary to tell her that she would bring forth a son and that he would be the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Mary struggled to believe that God was going to use her. But God would not force Mary to give in to her mission and her destiny. In the end, it was Mary's body, it was Mary's life, and so it was Mary's decision. Luke 1 and 38 tells us what Mary said. It says, Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, and the angel departed from her. For there to be a Christmas, there had to be a willing vessel that would let God work through her. For the modern world to have a truly Christian Christmas, the church has to be willing to let Him work through us. You cannot have a Christmas without a Mary who said, Be it unto me according to thy word. So if you really truly want to have a Christian Christmas, You have to be willing to let God work through you. It's not just about us celebrating. It's about us letting God work through us to reach this world that needs Him so badly. The prophecies of the ages had to be fulfilled for Jesus Christ to be the Messiah. Many prophecies were born, were were made. He had to be born in Bethlehem because Micah the prophet had spoken it under the anointing and direction of the Holy Ghost. Jesus could not be born in Jerusalem, or Capernaum, or Tyre, or Sidon, or Nazareth. He had to be born in Bethlehem, because the prophet had said that the Messiah was coming from Bethlehem. The problem was that God had chosen Mary and Joseph, But Mary and Joseph were not from Bethlehem. They were from Nazareth. And so the Bible said in Luke 1 and 26, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. For the prophecy to come true, for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem, God had to do something to get Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem. The distance, as the crow flies, so to speak, from Nazareth to Bethlehem is about 70 miles. Under under normal circumstances, at that time of the year, at that time in history, without too many winding roads or rough spots, people were usually able to travel on foot about 20 miles a day, either on foot or by donkey. For a total one-way trip, it would take about four days. But no husband in his right mind was going to take an expecting wife on a four-day donkey trip at the time that she was about to give birth. So something had to happen for God to get Joseph and Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem So the Messiah could be born where the Bible said he was going to be born. In Luke chapter number 2 verses 1 through 4. The Bible said it came to pass in those days. That there went out a, a decree from Caesar Augustus. That all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and the lineage of David. God needed Mary and Joseph to be in Bethlehem. And so he moved on the Roman Empire, Emperor Caesar Augustus, 1,400 miles away to enact a tax. It's my belief that the only reason that that tax came about was to get Mary and Joseph out of Nazareth and into Bethlehem. That God would move on a heathen king 1,400 miles away to make a law that would require Mary and Joseph in the very last days of her expectancy to travel the 70 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem to be taxed according to the law. It proves to me that God will move anything He has to And use anyone he has to, to get his purpose done. Amen. Because his purpose is what really matters. That tells me that if you have purpose in your life, God will use anything and anyone to make it happen. Amen. I believe we have a purpose in this last day. A purpose of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ And I'll tell you that God will move anyone or anything that it takes to make it happen. And so he moves on the emperor of the Roman Empire, the most powerful man in the entire world, to enact a decree that would affect a little byway village 1,400 miles away just for the purpose of positioning Mary so that she could give birth to Jesus where Micah prophesied it would happen. Amen. God is in control of all the actions that happen and the affairs of man. When God's purpose is sought, God will always make a way. Amen. And so he got the right people in the right place at the right time for the right purpose. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 7 through 11. She brought forth her firstborn son. Wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Commercialization of our generation has placed self on the throne of this hour. It's a get more rather than give more generation. But it's important that we understand what the angel said in verses 10 and 11. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Everybody say, all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. It would be very easy for us to skip right to verse number 11. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. It would be easy to make it all about us, wouldn't it? To just get born again and live just for ourselves. For unto you is born this day. But if we're really going to be a Christian, have a Christian Christmas, we cannot forget verse number 10. The Bible said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. We have to remember that this message is for all people. He didn't just come for the few. He did not robe himself in flesh just to visit the elite of Jerusalem. He did not come to this lowly planet. For the, the special or the talented or the unique. But the Bible said that it was for all people. Amen. We ought to rejoice every time we hear that phrase. Because we were all people. We were not Jews. They didn't, we were not in covenant. They didn't think that salvation for was for us. They didn't even care if it was for us because they were so consumed with themselves. And when the angel said, it's not just for you, it's for all people, that means Gentiles like you and I, that otherwise would have had no access and no, and no way to receive the gospel, he came for all people, amen. Jesus was born for all people, and if we really want to have a Christian Christmas, we have to have an all people perspective. This holiday is not just about me and my wife and my my two daughters. It's not just about me and my, and my close family and friends. This holiday is about all people. Amen. That's why we've got a group at the prison right now. Because everybody deserves to hear about Jesus. Every- They're an absolute mess. I just want you to know that Jesus came for that person, just like He did, you and I, all people. They may be messed up now, but that doesn't mean they have to stay that way. They may be lost now, but that doesn't mean he wants them to stay that way. One of the greatest phrases in your entire Bible is that he came to all people, that that joy is for everyone. Amen. Somewhere out there, there's an addict that needs to know the joy of the Holy Ghost. Somewhere out there, there's a family at the brink of collapse that needs to know that joy is for everyone. And if we're really going to have a Christian Christmas, it's not just about what's under our tree and the presents we unwrap. It's that we understand a perspective that while we have, the joy that he just sang about, that joy, it's our responsibility to take it to the whole world. To all people, amen. Praise God. I hope that I you know one of the things that I'm so thankful for. I I, I I am so thankful that I pastor a group of people that love souls no matter what they're going through, no matter where they've been and what they've been into. I'm thankful that we have a church as well to say, "Yeah, we send people to the prison; they may never come through here." And they so far, but they deserve to here. I'm glad we've got people that are willing to go to drug rehab centers and cook food and serve, because that's for all people. Amen. Right. Hey, I'm, reminded, I'm reminded of what Matt Maddox preached one time, and he he said at, at, the, at the conference, and I think I quoted it last week, I quoted it last night, while, while we had about almost 500 prisoners lined up ready to get food and work stuff and stuff in bags as fast as we could. I just reminded everybody who was back there working and were shoving bags down the table, putting food items. And I just reminded them what Brother Maggie said a few years ago. He said, if you're for the people that no one wants, God will give you the people that everyone wants. All right. Amen. Praise God. It's an all-people perspective. If we ever lose that perspective, we don't deserve to be the church anymore. Right. Amen. I have, I have a dear friend that, uh, I, uh, made friends with I, I, someone he, he used to believe he used to be the principal of the school and uh, a, a boy that was associated to a family in our church went to that school and the principal was retired he, had, he got Parkinson's and uh, and and I was, I was told about it and so I scheduled an appointment to go up to the school and to meet with him in his office and pray with him and from there uh, we've struck up a almost every single And can I say that a Christian that loses an all-people mentality doesn't deserve to be called a Christian anymore? September, any month of the year. What matters is that he came down so we could go up. So how do we have a truly Christian Christmas? What? We do what we've already talked about tonight. We make ourselves available to Jesus. Luke 1, 38, Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be unto me according to thy word. God, I'm yours. Do whatever you need I'm available to you, whatever. You need me to do, God. That's what I'm willing to do. It wasn't that easy for Mary. Mary and Joseph risked being talked about. They risked being the object of gossip. Their reputations were on the line. But Mary said, Lord, if that's your will, and that's what I've got to do, that God be unto me according to thy word. Oh God, I pray that you give us the mentality, whatever we have to do to bring salvation to somebody, God, that's what I'm willing to do. God, whatever we gotta do to reach people with the gospel, that's what we're gonna do. And to really be a Christian Christmas, we have to be available for God to work. Like Mary the angel. If we're really going to have a Christian Christmas, we've got to make it a time of worship. Luke 1, 46 and 47, Mary said, My soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. Luke 2, 13 and 14, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. For us to really have a Christian Christmas, it can't just be about the food and the get-togethers and the gifts. It's got to be about worship. which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came... Good preaching, though, yeah, yeah, because what's- it <laughs> help us and while we're remembering that it is an all people event Lord that you didn't just come for a few but you came for all of us help us to share the gospel help us to show your kindness to somebody and help us to prioritize you God I pray that you bless every one of these families as they celebrate the holiday Lord those Serve you with a full heart, and God to worship you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, "Amen." Amen. God.